Happy Tuesday, everyone. I am Pastor Mike Matthews. Welcome to the Limping for Jesus podcast. Today is going to be our first Topical Tuesday podcast. On Thursdays will be more, um, right now, theological, expository, verse-by-verse, in-depth study in the book of Philippians. But the two Tuesday podcast, we are going to look at topics. Some are going to be in culture. Some are going to be in uh, Christianity. But it's not going to be limited by expository preaching. It's going to be talking about topics that I see is vital in the life of being a Christian in the 21st century. Today, we are going to be looking at the topic of religious worship in the Sabbath day. I am an adherent, up front, I am an adherent of the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, and we are going to use um, chapter 32 from the Confession as um, a guide in this discussion today, but I first wanted to read Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another in all the more as you see the day is approaching. We are living in a day where church worship and the Sabbath day are not being done or is being done wrong. Many churches do not organize their worship the right way. Many Christians are unbiblically rejecting going to church. If you guys know my life situations with going through a divorce, losing my pastorate, um, I could be in that camp of just checking out on church. But that is not what we're called to do as Christians. We are called to be God's people here on earth. We are called to bring Him worship. But there is a right way, there is a biblical way to do church. So today's Topical Tuesday, we are going to look at that. So I'm going to read from 22.5. I'm sorry, the chapter we're looking at today, it's not 32. It's chapter 22 in the Confession of Faith. Here's what 22, the fifth paragraph says. The elements of religious worship of God include reading the scripture, preaching and hearing the word of God, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord, as well as administration of baptism in the Lord's Supper. They must be performed out of obedience to him with understanding, faith, reverence, and godly fear. Also, 
purposeful acts of humbling and fasting in, in times of thanksgiving should be observed on special occasions in a holy and religious manner. All right. Many churches today are um, not doing this. They are religious clubs. The, the, the greatest idol that I have seen seeped into the church of Jesus Christ in the West is the idol of American consumerism. The idea that the customer is always right stops at the door of a church. Church is not about you, homeboy. Church is not about you, homegirl. It's about Jesus Christ. You don't like the song. You don't like the sermon. You don't like the preaching style. You don't like the way people are dressed. You don't like the children in the sanctuary. You don't like the way people sit. You don't like the way people stand. You don't like the way people uh, raise their hand in worship. You are under sin of the idol of American consumerism. It's not about you. Let's read this again. The elements of religious worship, a God, right there, a God, not you, includes reading the scriptures, preaching and hearing the word of God, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord as well as administration of baptism in the Lord's Supper. They must be performed out of obedience to Him with understanding, faith, reverence, and godly fear. Also, purposeful acts of with fasting in times of... I mean, times of fasting and thanksgiving. Should be served on special occasions in a holy and religious manner. Worship of the Lord and coming together at the church is about helping each other die to self and grow in our knowledge and love of Jesus Christ. It's not about making us feel good. It's not about making ourselves feel happy all the time in us. It's about stripping away the things of ourself, realigning our heart to worship a God, and that joy will come in the Lord. It's about growing our joy in the Lord and proclaiming Jesus Christ. It's about proclaiming Jesus Christ. Now, a part of church that is often miss, missed is the part of teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. There is something missing in church where we cannot look at a brother and sister in Christ and speak truth to them in love. Most people do not want this type of church life. They want to come. They want to do whatever they want to do. Maybe volunteer here. Maybe volunteer there. Maybe go to Sunday school. Maybe not. Maybe maybe they really tithe. Maybe they don't. But they do not want a church 
community where you are called and held accountable for the way you are living your life if you call yourself a Christian. Listen, here's what here's what here's what Paul says about those who call themselves Christians. First Corinthians because we cannot expect the world, people who are not believers to act like Christians. I am not shocked. I am not shocked when non-believers act like non-believers. I am, however, hard on on people who say they are Christians, say they know the truth, yet they do not want conviction. They do not want to repent. They need to check their heart. So here's what he says. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, starting with verse 9. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexual immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral, or the greedy and swindlers, or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave the world. But verse 11 should punch us all in the heart. But now I am running to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or senator or drunkard or swindler. Do not even eat with such people. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked person from among you. Now listen, don't. this verse does not give you the right to just go headhunting people in your church because you know a sin struggle. God has given us a, a, a path of repent, calling someone to repent, calling to, someone to be restored, and that is found in Matthew 18. I will cover Matthew 18 next week on Tuesday. But I wanted to set up today the path we are going. Because, listen, I want to read verse 11 again. But now I am running to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexual, immoral, or greedy, an idolater, or slander, or a drunkard, or a swindler. Do not even eat with such people. What business is it a mind to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked person from among you. Here's the sad thing about um, the American church today. Not only do we not expel people who are sexual immoral, or greedy, or idolater, or sinners, or dr- we give them offices in the church. We let them teach Sunday school. We let them become members. We let them worship. We let them lead uh, t- ministry. We let them be a stain at the communion table of Christ without ever calling them to repent. People who call themselves Christians yet refuse to repent and obey, they need to be checked in love. Because here's the thing, they're not a Christian. 
They are not a Christian. That is what Paul is saying. Anyone who calls herself a brother and, and sister in Christ, yet lives like the devil, is not of the Lord. They need to be dealt with. Our churches are sick because we are allowing the goats and the wolves run the church. We are allowing goats who are not believers become members of churches and we are not following Matthew 18 and calling our brothers and sisters to repent. Or not even to repent, to be accountable. Like, watch your heart. I have a, a great friend in my life right now. And we have great conversations through the week about the Bible. We hold each other accountable. We confess sins to each other. The last thing this friend told me on Sunday, after we had left, I was headed to my car. They yelled out, Be holy, brother. Be holy. That haunted me the last three days. What kind of friendship have you ever had where they challenge you to be holy? To challenge you to walk the walk and talk the talk. People who get mad at this type of talk will say things like, Who are you to judge me? Who, you don't know my life. You, who, brother and, if you call yourself a brother and sister, we, have, we are called to lovingly bring your heart in, to the Word of God and let the Word of God reveal your heart. Many people in America call themselves Christians, but they're not. That's end today on this topic. There's a right way to worship God. We covered that. And there is a right way to hold each other accountable and be fruit inspectors. If someone's life does not match their confession of faith, you as a church body, as people who love them, need to sit them down and call them out in love. That's, if you come away from today's podcast thinking that God is giving you the right to be a headhunter among your brothers and sisters in Christ, that's not what today's about. Today's about holding each other accountable, doing life together, and getting past superficial Christianity. And here's the thing. For a church to really do this, it's going to be uncomfortable. Because I guarantee you there are churches right now, and you might be in one of them, who have people in leadership who shouldn't be in leadership. Because they're not true Christians. So that's in today. That's in today on understanding this text. Verse 9. I'm going to go 9 to um, uh, 13 again. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 9 through 13. Let God's word humble you. I saw today because let's be honest 
some of us we know sound theology and we walk we proclaim to be mature Christians, but if we would have if we our lives and our actions were held to this text, we would be disqualified. But by the grace of God, we are who we are. We are in Christ. No one can take our salvation. This is a matter of accountability, of discipleship, of calling someone to Christ. This is talking about false converts. All right. Remember, the church is not about getting club members. The church is for believers. It's not about... All this seeker-sensitive, seeker-friendly model that was popular 10, 13 years ago. The church is the body of Christ. It's not a club. It's not for... I'm going to tell you this. The church is not for non-believers. It's not. The only message that the church should be telling non-believers that are in your midst is repent and come to saving grace. All right. Let's read this verse. Verse 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexual immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave the world. Friends, that's where we get that statement, be in the world but not of the world. Like, we got your work and your place of employment or your so-called secular friends. That is your mission field. You have to earn a living. You have to pay bills. God has provided you common grace with a job. And we are in the world to be lights. But you are not to be of the world. He's not telling you to run from people. He's not telling you to run from people. This is about when the pe- people of God come together and worship. This is about people who call themselves Christians. All right, verse 10. I mean, verse 11. But now I am writing you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexual immoral or greedy. An idolater or slander, slanderer or drunkard or swindler. Do not even eat with such people. Do you hear what Paul is saying? He's saying do not even eat with such people who call themselves a Christian, but their life proves they're not. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked person from among you. Let's pray. Father, we come to you with humble hearts. Reveal in our hearts if there's any evil in us, anything in us as Christians that are bringing shame to you, We confess it, Lord. Lord, I pray for our American churches. I pray that we would be biblical churches. And that if we would handle people's hearts with grace and truth, 
that we, if someone is a real believer in Christ, we would do life with them and help them to grow closer to you by an, uh, admonishing them and exhorting them to grow in their faith. And likewise, Lord, we wouldn't let people live in their sin believing they are saved when they're not. Pray that we would judge righteously. People say you should not judge. They take Matthew 7 out of context all the time. You have called us to judge righteously. To take the log out of our eye so we can see clearly to help someone else grow closer to you. Lord, we do that. We pray for our churches. We pray that we will be a light in America, that we would see a true revival in our day. In your name I pray. Amen.